a good Friday. It is Wicket's World here on 1350 ESPN. Watch us on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter at ESPN DSM. Uh, coming up on Monday, it is the start of uh, Iowa State spring football. I love spring football because I love football. Like I, To me, like we're in that weird position in sports where it's like, okay, I get college basketball, but I only get it a little bit because the Final Four is Saturday, Monday. Sprinkle in baseball. The NBA, to me, we're not to the NBA playoffs yet, so it's not like diehard, can't-miss stuff. So you get some spring football mixed in. Joining us from 247sports.com, Cyclone Alert. Michael Swain is with us. Michael, appreciate the time so much. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. You mentioned it, though. It's a uh, very exciting time for Iowa State fans. Got spring football starting up within the last week, and, of course, the uh, head coaching change. So a lot lot going on in uh, Cyclone World right now. Before we get to football, what has the reception been like on your message boards? Because I'm all over your website. I don't have a ton of time to banter back and forth with people on the boards. But what has the reaction been like to the hiring of T.J. Otzelberger? I think it's been maybe a little mixed. I think there are some people that would have preferred if the search maybe was a little more extensive than it appeared to be. You know, Jamie Pollard said that they only formally interviewed one candidate, and that candidate was T.J. Otzelberger. So I think some fans maybe would have preferred if it had drawn on for more than I think it was like 62 hours in between announcements of Steve Prohm. Uh, being let go or mutual parting ways. Um, that was the language of it. But I think there's that. But I think a lot of people are also excited because it's a familiar face, someone that's had success bringing talented players to Iowa State in years past, um, and someone that brings a lot of energy. You know, certainly getting to talk to him and some of the staff members um, this past week. They are a high-energy group in general, um, which I think can rub off on the fans to some degree. But I think big picture, you know, fans will give T.J. Osberger time because he's kind of – one of us, you know, one of the Cyclones. And so I think the big thing for him is going to be, you know, how long is this rebuild going to take? Because we've already seen a few players enter the transfer portal. We've seen them add two players from the transfer portal. They could add more, of course, in the coming months. So it seems like the roster is really in flux right now, and that could maybe determine the time that this rebuild could take. Because at this point, you know, it's not too often that teams go 0-18 in Big 12 play. And to bring an entire team back probably wasn't likely but it'll be interesting to see the pieces that they're able to add this offseason. Talking with Michael Swain, Iowa State beat writer from 247sports.com. Follow him on Twitter at mswain247. Michael, I know that it's so strange because normally at this time, if you're an Iowa State fan, you're hoping the basketball team is still playing, and you're like, ah, football. But not this offseason. Everybody <laughs> is coming back. I mean, this has to be, I would imagine in your time covering the Cyclones, but this has to be the most excited fan base I think Iowa State's ever had in spring. Yeah, well, it, well it's very interesting, too, because I'm just now approaching one year that I've been on the beat. I started covering Iowa State last June. Well, you're the so damn good luck charm, Michael. You're going to keep you around. I, I know. That's, that's, <laughs> that was kind of the joke I was getting to. Is that all of a sudden, you know, I, I come from Kansas where, you know, it, it's football oh. instead of basketball, or, you know, where football is really bad, basketball is really good, and all of a sudden it seems like I've come here and it's uh, – it's all flipped, but, you know, it's interesting that all of a sudden it seems like on a whim, you know, Matt Campbell has really been able to accelerate the growth of the program, you know, with the likes of Brees Hall, Brock Purdy, and a lot of those guys being back. And then you look at, you know, some of the seniors that use that extra COVID year, you know, Greg Eisworth, you know, Charlie Kohler, you know, a lot of, you know, high-end talented guys, you know, Greg Eisworth could be a four-time all big 12 selection if he gets that this season. So it's so fascinating to see how quickly I think things have changed where, you know, I think it was, what, you know, two seasons ago I was covering the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City when Iowa State 
beat Kansas to win the Big 12 title. So you know, it's just crazy how you know fast things have changed on both sides. They've got the quarterback coming back. They've got the running back coming back. They got a tight end coming back. They got a receiver coming back. What's not coming back on offense that concerns Matt Campbell? Uh, it's probably the their kind of big tight end that blocks. Um, Dylan Sainer really filled that role and really excelled. He's someone that is incredibly talented in terms of being able to get big people out of the way for Brees Hall. But also I think he showcased some of his pa- ability in the passing game too. So I think a lot of the not pressure, but I think you're going to be looking for someone like Jared Russ to step up. You know, Dylan Sainer missed the West Virginia game last fall with a, an ankle injury. And sure enough, Jared Russ stepped in and did a pretty good job, and Iowa State went on and just smacked West Virginia. And that was a good West Virginia defense, too. So I think you're probably looking at him in terms of the guys that need to step up on offense in terms of who isn't returning. But I think if you're looking at maybe a position group that Iowa State needs more production from, if you're talking about a college football playoff contender, it's going to be the wide receiver group. Talking to Michael Swain, Iowa State beat writer for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at mswain247. I'm Mike Wicked here on 1350 ESPN. Let's talk Brock Purdy. Uh, Have you ever seen a guy get the ball early in his career and just improve a, a, a good amount every single year? I mean, is this kid ready to take another step to be, can I say Heisman with Brock Purdy? Is that a thing, Michael? Yeah, you, you definitely could because I think if you look at, you know, what, what is a Heisman candidate, it's someone that is at an important position at a really good team that is most likely going to be competing for the college football playoff, and that's exactly what Brock Purdy has the opportunity to do. I think if you're talking about Brock Purdy, I think the, the big thing for him is going to be the overall consistency uh, game-to-game and drive-to-drive because we've seen what really good Brock Purdy looks like. You know, end of last season, for example, there was a stretch there where he was completing 70% of his passes for 10 yards in attempt, you know, over the final three games of the season. And then it was even a microcosm of that in the Big 12 title game where he throws, you know, I think it was, what, three interceptions and then all of a sudden bounces back in the second half and it just lights out. So I think for him it's going to be all about can he really be consistent throughout the entire season, you know, through all 12 games because it is a long football season. So if he's able to can be consistent, not turn the ball over, and if that deep passing game comes back, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that Brock Purdy could be a Heisman contender. Because if you think if Brock Purdy is playing at his best, that means the Iowa State offense is going to be clicking with Brees Hall, which means really good things. Well, if Brees Hall to me looks like an NFL football player. That guy looks oh, like yeah. a, he he looks like one of those you know not the biggest dude in the world, not the tallest dude in the world, but a muscular, thick fire hydrant that is tough to take down. I feel like if he was eligible for the NFL draft, he would be an NFL draft pick this year. Lucky for Iowa State, he's got to come back at least one more. What do you expect out of him in spring? What do you expect out of Purdy in spring? Because I know Matt Campbell doesn't really like, or at least he learned last year, that going full contact in spring maybe hurts a football team. Yeah, and that's the interesting part about it. I think this spring in general has been maybe the messaging coming out of Iowa State has been they're going to not take it light, but... Some of the guys that they're expecting to take a lot of snaps this fall, those guys aren't going to be grinding every day on the practice field. They're all going to be at practice, of course, but they aren't going to be the guys that are, you know, taking a ton of reps with pads on some of the beatings. You know, we talked to Jeff Myers earlier this week, the offensive line coach, and he said that they're going to be trying to get a lot of game tape, or at least he is in terms of the offensive line. He's going to try and get more game tape of the guys that they didn't see much of last fall because, you know, you didn't have the extra non-conference games against UNI, Drake, or whoever where maybe some of those guys are able to come in and get some extra snaps. 
So I think it'll be really interesting to see as this spring unfolds, you know, how the guys like Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, how their bodies feel, and maybe what their reaction is this spring. Because, of course, they love football. They're going to want to play and, and be physical and do all that because that's why they play and that's why they're at this level is because they love it so much. But it'll be very interesting to see from their perspective of, of what that feels like and also getting, you know, some more time under Dave Andrews because, man, I they're – if you're talking about turning points in terms of Matt Campbell era, you know, hiring Dave Andrews has been one of them because the early, you know, we're a year into his era, you know, of being the strength coach and everything has been incredibly positive from guys like Mike Rose saying that they felt really good at the end of last year, you know, to guys like on the offensive line saying that they had a ton of gas in the tank in November and December, which they compared that to years in the past where they felt like they were maybe more worn out, had more niggling injuries, you know, a hurt shoulder here, you know, a knee that's not feeling great there. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, as the spring unfolds, how some of the players react to maybe not necessarily having a grueling spring like you would see at some other programs. Okay, uh, Mike, J.D., you had a question. Uh, some guys that I work with are the huge Cyclone fans. And one of the questions they had is, uh, is there anybody that we will not recognize that's going to come out of nowhere that's going to help the Cyclones in, in, in kind of like a, in, in a big status? Uh, uh, Kirk wanted to know that. Uh, on our live feed. So that's just what I'm stepping in and asking that question for him. Definitely, of course. Um, Jaquan Amos, I think that's a really big thing. You know, he's a, a graduate transfer from Villanova. He's someone that had a funny tweet this week where he, uh, I guess some Big 12 programs had reached out to him and were trying to, you know, gauge if he was willing to look elsewhere. And he was like, no, I'm locked in going to Iowa State. So he's someone that I think fans should look out for. Of course, Lawrence White uh, departed after last year. He barely left the field at an important free safety position for Iowa State. So Jaquan Amos most likely will come in and play that free safety spot. But the thing about him, too, is he's more of like a, a nickelback, what you'd see in the NFL, where he can play safety, he can play some corner. And Iowa State fans know that kind of that second corner spot next to Anthony Johnson has been a little iffy at times. So he's someone that, let's say, you know, a Daytron Young isn't having the best game. He could theoretically slide over the corner, play there, and then switch back over to free safety later in the game if they so choose. So he's someone that isn't going to be on campus this spring. He'll be there this summer. Um, but he's definitely a name that, you know, Cyclone fans maybe won't be familiar with right now. But when we get in the midst of the season, it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the more uh, up-and-coming guys that, you know, really stands out. Talking to Michael Swain. He's the Iowa State beat writer for 247sports.com on Twitter at mswain247. I'm Mike Wickett here on 1350 ESPN. How surprised were you? And, and maybe, you, you know, this is a longer conversation to be had here, Michael, but how surprised are you that Matt Campbell is still the head coach at Iowa State? Before I got to Iowa State, I would have been very surprised, or I would say I was very surprised. I think now that I've been around the team a little bit longer, I'm, I'm not as surprised because I think Matt Campbell strikes me as someone that is um, loyal, I think is a really good word, um, and wants the best for Iowa State and really cares about Iowa State. I think you can see that in not necessarily you know, flirting with a ton of NFL jobs, not necessarily flirting with every college football opening that comes up. You know, There's a difference between people on the outside, I think, linking a name to a job and the actual coach flirting with jobs. And I don't think I've not gotten the sense that Matt Campbell has actually flirted with any other jobs. And I think that that maybe, to me, stands out. And when I hear people say, you know, well, Matt Campbell will leave after X years. Well, why? You know, I think the last season showed you that Matt Campbell can build a Big 12 title contender at Iowa State. And if you're able to contend for big titles, you know, you're subsequently going to be able to contend for college football playoff spots because the Big 12 is a great conference. So 
I think you can win at Iowa State. Matt Campbell has shown that, and I think if people are going to you know, try and poke holes in that, I, I just don't think it's necessarily the smartest thing to do because Matt Campbell has proven people wrong once and as someone that maybe gets to cover more of the recruiting side of things, it's, it's pretty exciting what's going on where you're getting a lot more of the high three-star, maybe pushing into some of the four-star stuff where if you look up and down the roster, you know, Brock Purdy was a, a mid-three-star. You know, a lot of guys on the team were kind of the, the mid-three-stars. You know, Brees Hall, of course, was a, an All-American four-star, but there aren't a ton of guys that, you know, are the highly rated recruits. I believe there's only four four-stars on the roster right now. So I, I think what's really exciting is the fact that you think long-term, what happens if Iowa State goes to the Big 12 title game again this year? Then all of a sudden you're looking at the class of 2023 where they've had two seasons of watching Iowa State go and play on the biggest stage in the middle of December, which is a really big thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if a year after year we see Matt Campbell linked with other jobs, but um, I would be a little surprised, I think, if he were to bolt at this point. So basically, J.D., Michael is telling me to stop pushing Matt Campbell out the door to a bigger program. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big comment. That, there. That, that are, yes, you're that, right. That was, that was Michael's way of saying, Wicket, pipe down about Matt Campbell to the Jets or Matt Campbell to Ann Arbor or Matt Campbell to anywhere. Michael, I got it. I appreciate it. It is going to be a fun spring uh, practice season for the, for, excuse me, for the Cyclones. I'd love to have you back on if you don't mind. Yeah, of course, definitely, anytime. We will definitely do that. Michael, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, definitely. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it, too. Michael Swain, Iowa State beat writer for 247 Sports. That's 247sports.com on Twitter at mswain247. Good guy to have on. First time ever had him on. And uh, I think when we start talking some Iowa State football on a regular basis, we'll have to have Mike back on with us. I'm curious. One thing I want to ask him next time he's on. Yeah. If... This continues the way, which I think Matt Campbell's going to do. Does Iowa State ever sustain top three status in the Big 12? That's what I want to know. No, they haven't, but I... But I can see, they? See, I was going to see. That's the, probably the first goal. And how about this? You get a team built like this, Matt's doing his job the way he's supposed to. How about a kid having conflict now as to what Iowa school in-state, as an in-state kid, he's going to want to go to? That, it, it, it's not the dumb... I mean, two years ago, I would have said you're crazy. Right. Because every kid growing up in this state wants to go play for Kirk Ferentz. Right. But all of a sudden, if... if I-35's looking pretty good. Well, if Iowa State... Let's say, I mean, Iowa... I don't know how good they're going to be this year. You know, it, it, Iowa, you never know. You can pencil them in for at least seven wins. Maybe ten, but always seven, right? right. <laughs> it's you're, always going to be seven. Yes, sir. Iowa State, you used to pencil in for three. Now... Iowa State's, if Campbell can sustain this for a while, it would not surprise me if things come close to evening out. I don't think it'll ever be even-even, mm -hmm. but I think it'll come closer. Like right now, I'd say it's 70-30 Iowa. I don't think Ferens is worried too much. No. He's probably sitting there going, oh, I you, saw this with Dan McCarney. You idiots you know? down there on the radio. <laughs> All right. All I got to do is throw that Hawkeye helmet on the table, and I can get any kid out of Clive that I want. All right. right. <laughs> All right. Coming up, the biggest story in the country. It is, it, it's going to upset some people when we talk about this, but big news out of Major League Baseball. We are going to get to it coming up on the other side, right here on 1350 ESPN. Phone lines are open, 515-244-1350. This is Wicket's World on 1350 ESPN. 